0: Us As We Are is next. We'll hear from Rogue Valley folks marching for climate action and freezing for charity. Host Keegan Van Hook of Southern Oregon PBS speaks with Southern Oregon Polar Plunge participants. And then he chats with some some local
1: youth climate activists. Hi there, folks. I'm Keegan Van Hook, and this is Us As We Are. Today, I'm going to share conversations I had at two events this past month, the Southern Oregon Polar Plunge for Special Olympics and the Youth Climate Walkout held by Ashland High School students in Ashland's downtown plaza. For the Polar Plunge, we're at the Rogue Valley Country Club on the outskirts of Medford. It's snowing at an incredible rate, setting the stage for the wild, but proven fundraiser to come. Good
0: morning, how are you? It's great to see you. So my name is Kim Andreessen, and I am the Polar Plunge Coordinator for Southern Oregon. And the Polar Plunge is a crazy, zany, no holds barred uh, event where we raise money for Special Olympics athletes.
1: Behind Kim, Volunteers arrange tables and chairs, dust snow off pop-up tents, and, most importantly, bring in bags of ice to lower the temperature of the pool we're all about to jump into.
0: And so we raise money. It's $50 per person to take the plunge today. And we've got some snow, and it's just beautiful out here. So uh, we have athletes plunging, we have community groups plunging, we have law enforcement teams plunging, and it's going to be a great time.
2: I'm Eric Thompson. I'm a special Olympic athlete, and I have autism. The Polar Plunge for Special Olympics is a great opportunity for people to donate to support the Special Olympic athletes.
0: So Special Olympics Oregon is a nonprofit that serves uh, athletes with intellectual disabilities and their families, and it's uh, uh, no cost to them to participate, and they get to enjoy uh, year-round sports training.
2: Special Olympics is a great organization that helps people with disabilities meet new friends and and also explore different. Um, sports that they're interested in, um, as well as going against other teams, so um, it's, a, it's a good opportunity to learn new skills. Hi, everybody. my name is Luis Sanchez, Luis Coach
0: Sanchez, I go by Coach Lou, and um, I'm a Mexican-American athlete, and I'm a Special Olympian, and I'm also a
2: real boxer. Ever since I was 14, I, I started with golf, um, bowling, volleyball, um, and track and field, and, and softball.
3: My name is Michael Lee Degler. I'm in the Special Olympics. I do 5-on-5 basketball. I'm Wyatt and enjoy Special Olympics. I am doing uh, track, basketball, and also volleyball as well.
1: When you arrive at the Polar Plunge, one thing that is immediately noticeable is that there are police officers everywhere. Some in uniform, others simply wearing department t-shirts. They aren't on duty. They're here to plunge with everybody else. Here's Jim Hamilton from the Grants Pass Police talking about why the Polar Plunge is important to him and law enforcement agencies. So, you know, the the cause is really the, the main reason. You know, what we're doing for Special Olympics and especially the athletes that, that have the opportunity to do things that uh, you know they wouldn't get to do otherwise. One of the other things I'm involved with is the law enforcement torch run. So, law enforcement in Oregon has traditionally adopted uh, Special Olympics as kind of the main cause that we we support. And so, with the LETR and then through through local games, we try to get uh, officers to go out and present awards, help officiate, whatever they can do to help out, I can't think of a better cause. Especially once you go to the, the games and you see those athletes, uh, there that is like the epitome of sportsmanship. When you see them and you see how they compete and how they treat each other, you know, while they're competing and afterwards, it, it is absolutely inspiring to see. Here's Michael with his friend Wyatt. He, he's an excellent uh, that's an excellent shot. Yeah. yeah, that's what he has. And he's very good at it. You're very good at Special Olympics, Wyatt. Have you done polar plunge in previous years? Yes, I have. This is my sixth year. Nice. How is this year different? Uh, because it's snowing. And I, I'm very happy about it. Michael and I went to the pool to get a feel for the temperature of the water. That's nothing, man. That's not even cold. <laughs> Heck no. You don't think that's cold? No. Even with all this snow and ice? Yeah, I don't think it is. (laughs) The water was, in fact, very cold to the touch. How do you feel about the fact that it's literally, you know, polar out here? Snow is falling from the sky and we're going to jump into some ice water.
2: Yeah, we are jumping in ice water. This never happened before, but I I think it's going to be interesting, a lot colder than usual.
0: I've gotten calls from the media today and they're like, is it still on? We're like, it's a polar plunge. Of course it's still on. We do it. Rain, shine, sun. No. Yeah. I'm a little nervous. I take the plunge every year. I have to put my money where my mouth is and do it too. I'm out raising money and, and trying to convince people to do this. So, of course, I'm going in. We just made our goal of $50,000 this year, which is up from thirty nine last year. So, we're really excited. Money's still coming in. We have a lot of teams that are anywhere from 10 people up to 20 or 30 people. So, we're going to line them up here along the pool after we throw in the ice because we need to make it just a little bit colder today, don't you think? <laughs> And you're still plunging, right? Absolutely, oh yeah. No,
1: I wouldn't be coming here if I wasn't jumping in. That's how we roll on us as we are. We, that's we right. participate. That's
0: right, that's right. Well, we're grateful you guys are here today too. and And like we say, we're freezing for a reason.
1: <laughs> no more delaying it. It was my turn to take the polar plunge. Joining me on the pool deck to my left and right were SOPBS station president Phil Meyer and Us As We Are executive producer Jeff LeBeau, who accompanied me as part of a polar plunge team we called the Cookie Monsters. Any any last words, Mr. Van Hook? I take a cold shower every morning.
0: All right, Keegan, are you ready for this? I think we're this ready, is yeah. This number two for Keegan, second time this
1: year. And I brought my friends and all Phil friends. Meyer.
0: Alright, <laughs> we're gonna get a drum roll,
1: we're gonna count them in on... Hi there folks, I'm Keegan Van Hook and this is Us As We Are. After the plunge, I caught back up with Kim and others to hear what they had to say about the experience. Okay, well, you just jumped in, I just jumped in. How did it feel? It was really cold this year. <laughs> we had
0: snow, we had rain, we had a little sun. We had it all this year, but it was really, really fun. And we,
2: re- we blew our goal out of the water. Anything is possible if you can be committed to, to doing it.
0: Just everybody take care and be kind and have some fun and spread that just touch each other with good things because we really need it and we all count.
1: All right, Kim, thanks for having us out here again. It's always a pleasure and we hope to be back next year. I hope so too, it's super fun. (laughs) The next set of conversations I want to share take us over to Ashland, where students at Ashland High School organized the Youth Climate Walkout. On March 10th, starting on the school campus, a group of several hundred teens marched with signs through the streets to the downtown plaza, where they held a rally demanding climate change action from the city of Ashland and society at large.
4: So good to see so many amazing people here. Such a beautiful day. Hi, my name's Anya Moore. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm a senior at Ashland High School. Um, I'm also one of the main leaders of the Rogue Climate Action Team, um, which is a youth-led team uh, here in the Rogue Valley who is trying to take action. Um, against climate change and today we are here gathered um, as a part of the global Fridays for Future movement um, and as Ashland youth demanding that the local elected officials um, take action in what ways they can um, and support us youth make sure that we have a voice at the table since the climate change movement is going to be impacting us the most in the future.
5: Yeah, my name is Wiki. I'm a 17-year-old Ashland High School senior um, and I'm here as part of Rogue Climates Youth Action Team which is a youth-led organization who helps lead this walkout and I'm really really excited to be here. For years actually we've been working to make um, an ordinance to require all newly constructed buildings to be electric which would improve the both the climate, the health, the safety, and the affordability and equity in our community. And we've announced at this walkout, and we're walking out to unite youth to demand um, effective action be taken in our community.
2: The reason we leave our classes today is not to disrespect the efforts of our educators or community members, but because it's one of the only ways youth can get the public attention necessary to create change in our society. And when it comes to issues of our future, we will not be silenced. (laughs) My name is Gabriel Hernandez. I'm a senior at Ashland High School. We really need to take action because at this point, it's it's becoming uh, almost irreversible. To be honest, it's it's a little bit disheartening to see. Um to see the way our, our politicians handle these things, and especially how much corporations have infiltrated the political process, like after Citizens United versus FEC, where money was considered a freedom of speech, they've been able to, to really use the, the power of lobbying to like, stop any bills that would help, help the climate and, and push for like, pipelines like the LNG Jordan Cove pipeline that happened a few years ago.
1: This is AHS student Annie Siegel playing Big Yellow Taxi by Joni Mitchell for the crowd, which at this point contained youth and adults alike.
3: Don't always say go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone. They pave paradise, put up a parking lot.
5: Yeah, my name is Piper Banks, I use she, her pronouns, and I'm part of RCAT, and yeah, I mean, I was really, I'm recently a new member, I kind of got introduced to help plan this walkout, and it was just something that, like, really captured my attention, something I feel so passionate about, and just, like, learning about the electrification campaign was something that just really captured my interest. And just being able to bring change on a local level feels like a really big deal.
1: Here's Tamaya addressing the crowd.
5: Instead of burning fossil fuels in our homes and buildings that harm our health and our climate, we can build 100% electric. Today, we're calling on the city of Ashland, our local elected officials, to stop talking and to take action. We're going to these demands straight to them on Tuesday, March 21st at the City Council meeting. Please join us at 5.45pm at the Ashland City Council Chambers to give testimony supporting this ordinance.
1: I asked Anya Moore. So what's the goal with this? I know you were talking about like the Ashland electrification plan. So can you tell me some about that?
5: Yeah,
4: we are super excited to announce our electrification campaign. We've been working on it for a few years now, having meetings with stakeholders and all that. Um, And we are finally ready to bring it forward to City Council. Um, So we're bringing forward an ordinance that would require all new buildings to be built 100% electric, um, which would be beneficial for affordability, for the climate of course, for our health, more equitable, um, all of those good things. And the city of Ashland has already passed the Climate and Energy Action Plan, um, which is saying that we are committed to bring climate solutions to Ashland, but we are not actually living up to that talk. Um, And so this would be a way for Ashland to actually take a step towards not just talking, but Taking action.
1: This is another AHS musician, Tate Oliva, playing her original song, Electric.
4: Cause it turned me so electric and I ain't even got a clue. How you turn me so electric when I'm next to you.
3: Hi, I'm Tanya Graham, I'm the mayor of Ashland, and I'm here today to support our young people in their call for climate action.
1: What do you think of what you saw here today?
3: It's fantastic. Our young people are beautiful and you can see it not only in how they show up in this non-violent but demanding for their future. It's It's an incredible thing to be part of as an adult in this community to see young people stepping forward and saying, my future matters and I want real action to address the climate crisis. Well, we have our climate and energy action plan, but we're not making good enough progress on it. And so what we're looking at right now is how can we take the best advantage of these investments that are coming from the federal government to make the kind of progress that we need to make on that plan. And having these young voices in that conversation is critically important.
1: Here's Anya Moore.
3: I know for me it's really easy to lose faith in our generation
4: sometimes when I see people caring about so many trivial high school things. Um, but these are the people who are here, who showed up, who are willing to skip class and come and talk
5: and attempt to make a difference. And that is powerful.
1: Tamaya describes how she felt after the rally was nearly finished.
5: It's so empowering. I was getting so emotional speaking up here today because I hand out my little flyers and tell the people in my government class to come, but I don't know like how much they care. And then watching people come and walk and chant and stay um, is really uplifting. Like, okay, this is the generation, this is my generation, and these are my future colleagues, these are my peers, these are my allies, like this is my support system and we're really here making change.
1: Here's what Gabriel and Piper had to say as well. It makes me feel hopeful, it makes me feel inspired to continue this work.
5: It makes me feel so excited, like I feel so invigorated right now. The show out was amazing, I'm just so thankful for everyone to come.
1: And some final thoughts from Ashland Mayor Tanya Graham.
3: My hope is that we do what we need to do to address the causes of climate change because we know we can't outrun the impacts of running away climate change. I am super proud to be in a community with young people like this.
1: Later in the month, on Tuesday, March 21st, the students we talked with at the walkout attended the Ashland City Council meeting for the public comment period and shared the sentiments expressed here with city leaders and, in an official context, proposed an ordinance to make the future of Ashland fully electric. The Ordinance for Ashland is based largely on a similar ordinance previously passed by the city of Eugene. If you'd like to learn more about this story, or the Southern Oregon Polar Plunge, and see what else I got up to in the month of March, I encourage you to tune in to SOPBS tomorrow, Saturday night at 7pm, for the premiere of a new full episode of Us As We Are. You can also find it at SOPBS.org slash Us As We Are. Thanks for listening. I'm Keegan Van Hook from Southern Oregon PBS.